0: Hello, and welcome to With a Grain of Salt. I'm Jenny. And I'm Cindy. We're two college undergrads still trying to navigate our way through life. Now that we've experienced
1: a little more, we want to give you some of the advice we wish we could have heard along the way. We're no experts, though, so we want you to take everything we say with a grain of salt. Be your own person, and don't be afraid to question what we say. But we hope that we can still sprinkle in some of our own experiences to help guide your journey.
0: Welcome back to With a Grain of Salt. Today, we are going to delve more into a serious topic and that is gonna be body image and our own personal experiences and struggles with it. First things first, I just wanna go ahead and give a disclaimer slash trigger warning. We are gonna be talking about our own experiences and struggles, as I said earlier, with body image. And so if you were just not in the right mindset to listen to that, that's completely okay. Feel free to click out. Just want to go ahead and give that warning just in case some people aren't okay with listening to that kind of thing, which is completely okay. Like I understand that
1: 100%. I was really nervous to film this episode because this is such a sensitive topic and I feel like it's something that most people struggle with. It's one that I'm still actively trying to heal from and trying to improve on. So, to talk about my journey with body image, it almost makes me feel like a fraud because I'm still struggling with it. But I hope that my experiences in the past are able to help you in some way. Just know that I'm still healing from it as well. No one has this
0: perfected, you know? No one has this process really figured out. And I think it is a. Uh, always changing, really nuanced thing that everyone will approach differently. And I don't know if anyone's ever going to reach, I guess, if there even is like a technical end of the journey. Like, I feel like it's a work in
1: progress. When I think back on that time, the impact that dance had on both mine and Cindy's experiences with body image was extremely significant. And dance, there's this standard of being super thin. And even though Cindy and I were not professional dancers had no intentions of ever becoming professional dancers. That was a standard that we were held to by our dance teachers. For me personally, when I wanted to please my teacher and also wanted to improve as a dancer, I became so fixated on how my body looked in the leotard and tights that that became like the biggest source of my body insecurities. And I wish I could go back and tell myself that losing a certain amount of weight won't help your performance. Losing weight to please your teacher, losing weight for any other reason than for just Loving yourself, I realized, is not sustainable dance definitely
0: was the stem of a lot of my body image issues having to look at yourself in the mirror for like two hours every day three days a week that's definitely not super helpful especially because you have to be like analyzing yourself for dance you do have to be paying attention like my feet are turned out my legs are straightened standing up straight but like in that process because you're already fixated so heavily on how your body looks it just naturally gives itself to being like let me criticize myself too because we're young girls we were raised in an environment where like we were held to a certain expectation like it did lend itself to that even if it wasn't being explicitly said I remember I would go to dance and some days I would have like good days where I'm like okay I feel good about how I look and other days I'd be like oh why do I look so bad or even throughout class half the class I'd be like oh I think I look okay and the other half I'd be like I literally would destroy me like I would be at a bar and I couldn't even pay attention to the combinations being given to me because I was just staring at myself in the mirror being like why do I look like that and then I didn't even realize until my senior year, which is right before I left, that the mirrors are literally warped. Like I looked at the lines of the walls and I was like, oh my goodness, these mirrors are not are not accurate. Like they're they're like the funhouse mirrors. Some are making you look tall, some are like stretching you out. And I was like, I really have been basing how I feel throughout these classes on these mirrors that aren't even right. Like they're literally so warped. Like my face is like stretched down on one of them. It literally hit me like a truck. I was like, what? I was like, these mirrors are warped. Like, it was the biggest realization ever. But then I was kind of like, once again, why did I spend so much time fixating on something that I didn't even accurately represent how I looked? Like my mood in that class every day was literally based on like which fun house mirror I stood in that day, which is crazy to think about. That's also another thing just to be aware that like not everything that you see is a reflection of how you actually look.
1: I remember also realizing that one day and being, being like, oh my god, In this mirror, I look taller and thinner. In this mirror, I look shorter and wider. And then I also noticed the lines on the floor being shifted. And I was like, oh my God, this changes everything. Because I realized that in my high school years, which is what I consider to be the worst of my negative body image, I tried so many different dieting tips like counting your macros, trying intermittent fasting, calorie counting, and all those diets that are along those lines. I think I even probably tried like a juice cleanse once and did it for a day and was like, nope, not it. But these crash diets that I thought would help me become more beautiful and make me happier did not work at all. And I would honestly say probably negatively impacted my metabolism in the long run. These crash diets and all these ways that I treated my body in the past were really reflective of how I just didn't accept myself. And I think that once I started the process of appreciating my body and appreciating what it does for me, that's when I could start treating it better. And that's when my body also responded in a more positive way as well. I have a huge vendetta
0: with crash diets. I absolutely loathe them. I think they are completely ineffective and all they do is harm you in the long run because just physiologically, like if you're gonna take on a diet change or something, it has to be substantial and like something you can apply for the rest of your life or else the results are not gonna be substantial and will not last throughout your life. If you're really looking for a change that's gonna last you, you need to make like a lifestyle change. And that means- choosing habits that you can actually sustain for long periods of time and one big turning point for me was I don't know if I heard this from like a tv show or if I saw it like on the internet or something but this was when I was really really in the thick of it and I just my whole philosophy was oh if if I eat less like I'll lose more weight which like let me just let you know ahead of time that doesn't work but I remember I saw and it was like okay, well, you either have two options if you continue these kinds of habits. You either will, it's dark and grim, but you either will eventually die of malnourishment or you have to choose to make better decisions and eat more and then you'll eventually reach like a healthier regimen. And so you either die or you recover. That's essentially it, which is harsh, but it's true. Like those are the two things that are gonna end up happening. There's no middle ground where you're like, oh, I happily live my life in a healthy way. Like that's not gonna happen unless you make a change to the way that you're doing things.
1: Finding something sustainable is definitely extremely important. Realizing what Cindy just said about how if you want to make long-lasting change, the lifestyle that you choose has to be sustainable. In high school, what I tended to do was either I would go to two extremes. It would either be I would eat super healthy to the point where I would even say no to going out with friends because I was scared that I would have to make a food choice that wasn't quote-unquote healthy. And let me just add in another thing about that. If you're hanging out with friends, go ahead and eat that. Like I don't believe that there's good and bad foods. You just need to find the balance between the two. The whole thing that you said with the friends and stuff, that just resonates with me so much because
0: it's so exhausting to really spend all of your energy and your brain power to fixate on these numbers and these things and categorizing these foods. And when it really doesn't matter, you end up sacrificing a lot like Jenny said like you can't really go out to meals and enjoy them with your friends or you can't just like go to the movie theater and like grab a snack and have fun you know it takes away from so many things and it gives back nothing or at least nothing positive once I guess I got on the other side of things and I finally realized all the things I was missing out on I was like so sad that I spent so much time wasting brain power thinking about all these things when like food is just food, I was putting so much more thought into it than it deserved. And once I realized that I was like, well, shoot, like there's so much more of life to live than just thinking about how many calories are in my dinner plate or whatnot. You know, I think when I finally started working toward a healthier regimen, I think I literally like gained a personality. Like I know that sounds so funny to say, (laughs) but I, I just had more energy and I had more time and like attention to spend, like hanging out with my friends or like doing things I enjoy or just I don't know, you know, being a person instead of just being this machine who's like in, out, in, out, 500 calories in, 600 out. Like it, it just gets exhausting and you, you don't even feel like a person at that point. And so when you finally can put that aside and like be like, okay, let me take my precious time and energy and put it toward things that actually matter in
1: my life. I definitely reflecting on it now became a happier person once i became much less fixated on the food that i was eating the memories that you miss out on when you're so fixated on food and losing weight like that i know it's really hard to get out of it while you're in the thick of it but it's really just not worth it like the memories that you make will last you for so much longer than the 500 fewer calories that you'll eat that night i have so many good
0: memories from like college and like my senior year of me like going out lunch with my friends we go and get breakfast at like 5 a.m and watch the sunrise those are memories that I will cherish forever versus I remember in my earlier years when I would go out with my friends or anything all I remember is like my brain non-stop talking to me being like what are you doing and me being stuck on my phone like calculating calories and stuff like I couldn't even enjoy being present in those moments with my friends just because I was thinking about something else and now thinking back I'm like I really wish I could have just sat there and been like yay cheesecake or like yay popcorn during a movie rather than being like okay how many numbers is this gonna add? like you know I but if I could go back and redo those memories honestly I wish I could like I wish I could just go and be present and enjoy my time with my friends
1: once I realized that, I think that was the turning point for me. That's when I could start seeing fitness and exercise and eating a bit healthier as a way for me to take care of myself rather than a method for me to lose weight. Because, also, another thing is that what society defines as beautiful literally changes every decade. Like in the 1990s, the definition of beauty was stick straight, super skinny. And now the definition of beauty is like Kim Kardashian, hourglass figure, really big butt and really big boobs. So I just try not to focus too much on what beauty is right now and just try to find value in what I have right now and who I am today. It's really easy to have these habits where you kind of tiptoe the line between something that's healthy for
0: you and something that's unhealthy for you. And sometimes that line becomes really blurred and you can't really distinguish what's good for you and what's really not. Sometimes you go into something with the guise of being like, oh, I'm being healthy right now. And it ends up being something that's a little bit too fixated or too toxic for you. The first thing that really comes to mind for me with that is calorie counting. And I know I have my own personal experiences with that where it just becomes like a trap. You fall down this whole thought of being like, oh, I'm just being healthy. I'm just tracking my nutrients. I'm just making sure I'm healthy. But it can easily turn to something where you're too hyper fixated on something that's not even really a great indication of health. Like standing alone calories don't really mean much. Like it, there's a lot of other factors that play into what makes something healthy and what doesn't. And even in the end, I really don't think it's that huge of a deal. And so when I do see my friends downloading these apps or like check the back labels of snacks before they eat them and like really analyzing the numbers. It scares me a little bit because it can start out as something that's like casual and being like, oh, I'm just, you know, being healthy, watching out for myself, but it's a slippery slope. You can easily fall down the hole of being really, really focused on something that ends up turning into something bigger than you even anticipated going into it. It's possible to have a healthy mindset and use a calorie counting app but it really very very easily can fall down this like slippery slope of becoming something that becomes really really toxic and so even if you go into it with good intentions you just have to be really really conscientious of the fact of not letting these numbers kind of hold this super strong grip on you because once it has this grip on you it's really hard to let go and My biggest gripe with these kinds of apps is the same issue with a lot of other societal things where you just have this fixation on a number that really doesn't mean much in the end. You know, we talk about it with social media followers, like money, with weight, with your waist size. It falls into like that category of numbers that just standing alone, they really have no value to them. And looking back to when I used to be really obsessed with like, oh my gosh, this has five extra calories and this has blah, blah, blah. Who's to even say that the packaging is even accurate? Honestly, kudos to you if you have a healthy relationship to it and if you're using it in a healthy way, like that's awesome. And I just hope that everyone's able to navigate those kinds of things in a safe way.
1: Body image definitely puts a lot of emphasis on numbers weight is definitely the biggest number that comes to mind for me. I didn't really become hyper aware of weight as a determinant of somebody's beauty until I was probably 11, 12, 13. I just remember that there was this one time where I was sitting in the playground or something. I heard a group of girls ask each other what their weight was. And I remember hearing it and being like, oh my gosh, their weight is so much less than mine. I went through puberty a lot younger than most people go through puberty. I was just taller than them. So naturally, my weight would be more, but that didn't register in my head. And at that moment, I recognized in our society, a lower weight equals something that's more positive. That's when I became hyper fixated on weight. And that's when my whole journey with body image began in the same line as calorie counting like paying so much attention to your weight as like an indication of your beauty and your self-worth is something that I would really encourage you not to do I know that's so much easier said than done and that's still something that I struggle with but I think just like recognizing that everybody's body is different and healthy looks different on everybody I just think about sometimes, okay, if your best friend told you that they weighed X amount and it was heavier than what society considers beautiful, would you care less for that person? Would you value them less? Would you love them less? Would you think they're less beautiful? Like I think that everybody places so much value on their weight and critiques themselves for it when in reality like it is just a number. Especially in a time where social media is literally a part of almost everybody's life and your feed is constantly inundated with these pictures, of beautiful people it's really hard to understand that most people aren't criticizing you the way that you are criticizing yourself
0: that's one thing i really had to realize was no one really is paying attention as much as you think they are and whether or not that's a good thing for you in the end, like everyone is too busy thinking about themselves to even pay attention to the close details about yourself. And so when you hyperfixate on these things, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my gosh, this here and this here. And like, I noticed this thing about my body that I don't like and this small thing on my face. People are too busy doing that to themselves to even look at you and analyze you like that and worrying about what other people will think of them, that they don't even take the time to actually think about other people But I think it's important, especially growing up surrounded by social media, because I do feel like that's a really big factor that plays into the comparison game. I think it's important to make your social media space really conducive
1: to your own mental health. I think there's a really fine line between following someone as fitness inspiration and following them because you compare your body to them. I would follow people like Kelsey Wells, who is a fitness influencer and someone that I think is a really great role model. And I would still recommend people to follow her. But when I first started following her a few years ago, a big reason as to why I followed her was because she is fitness inspiration, just so lean and so strong. And I think at times that might have also played into my negative body image because a lot of the photos that you see on social media are edited. A lot of the photos of models that you see on magazines, on advertisements, on billboards are also edited. So whenever I see images like that, I always just try to think like, okay, a lot of the times, like even if it's not edited, angles play a huge role in how a photo is taken and how the person looks at the end of it. I just try to go in with the mindset, knowing that most of the time the images that you see are edited. So don't compare yourself to them. I hate how looking healthy is even a thing because I feel like health is something that you can
0: only really feel and like only you know when you're feeling your best. I guess there are like constraints that society says like, oh, if you're between like this range and this range and like this high and this high you your health, I think that's all like BS to be quite honest because you know yourself best, you know your body and you know when you feel good. And for me, even when I was probably at my most quote unquote healthiest looking, like I had the line down my stomach and people were like, oh wow, you look so fit. Like I felt horrible. Like my mental health was in shambles. I was not eating healthy meals at all. I was not doing what was sustainable for myself. And I just like I felt horrible about my body. And now that I am, maybe I'm not what people perceive as my healthiest body, like I feel so much better and I know I'm treating myself better because I'm eating more consistently, like I'm exercising. You you can't tell how healthy a person is just by looking at them. And you can only really tell or gauge your own health by how you feel and how you know that you're treating your body.
1: It's really easy to compare yourself to other people on social media. I would definitely emphasize what Cindy said and try to follow people that promote body positivity that also maybe have a different body type than your typical fitness influencer.
0: I think that also goes with this idea that these perfect tiny Instagram models have their own perfect little lives and that they're perfectly happy because they're beautiful Instagram models living their life. I remember I saw one of these models and she went through like a mental break and she finally was like, okay, this is it. Like I snapped, like I need to change all my Instagram captions or whatever. And then it would be like a bikini picture. And she's like, oh, I wouldn't have eaten all day just so I could take this picture. And then another picture would be like, I'm smiling in this, but like earlier I was crying about my body for three hours. And so not just aesthetic wise, but I guess also... your perception of their lifestyle because of the way they look is not always going to be as it seems. And I think that also kind of goes with the notion that if you lose the weight or if your goal is to like lose as much weight or look a certain way or be the certain size that everything's going to be perfect because that's not true at all. Like it's not going to magically fix everything once you reach the certain image or goal that you have in your mind. And I can speak from personal experience because the whole ballet world and those expectations really played a part in um, our struggles with our bodies. But I remember I kind of had this mindset where I was like, oh, maybe if I lose weight, I'll end up being a better dancer. But like, no, you just got to get better technique and work on what fundamentally makes someone a good dancer, which has nothing to do with your weight or how you look or anything like there's other factors that play into it. This idea that I had that like everything would be great once I lost the weight was completely false. It made me realize that like, okay, the end all be all, you'll lose the weight and that's it. None of these other things are going to get resolved in your life. Like you're going to have to work on those areas separately. This one hyper specific goal that you have that you think is like overarching over everything in life and you're suddenly going to be so happy. That's just not how it's going to work.
1: I definitely agree with that. A really important realization for me was realizing that being a certain weight does not guarantee happiness. If you don't love yourself when you start losing that weight, you're not going to automatically love yourself when you lose that weight. Like it doesn't work like that. There's no cause and effect. The harsh reality of it is
0: if you keep pushing yourself towards this one goal and beating yourself up over it, once you reach that goal, you're just gonna want more. It's not like you're gonna reach that destination, be like, Yay, I did it. Okay, now I'm done. Like speaking from personal experiences, I during my high school years, I did not go about the most healthiest ways of losing weight. And I would have these like images and like goals in my mind where I was like, Okay, once I reach this weight, I'll be satisfied. But obviously, once I reached that point, I was like, What? No, like let's go further. And I also had this issue where if I ended up gaining weight I would look back at photos where I didn't like myself at the time I'd be like oh my gosh no I need to lose weight and I would look at those old photos and I'd be like man I don't know why I didn't appreciate my body back then like I would kill for that body now and then the cycle would happen again I would gain more weight from that point And I would look back at that photo from that time when I was looking at other photos and be like, wait, why didn't I appreciate my body then? Like, why do I want my old body then? Because now I want this one. What's going on? And so it's like this constant cycle of being like, I wish I had my old body. I wish I had this. You're never going to find satisfaction until you just... Are present and now are like, you know what? I'm just gonna accept what I have now because my whole gripe with my past self, anyways, was the fact that I didn't appreciate my body during that time. But then I was doing the exact same thing. I was still being like, Oh, I yearn for this old me. I don't want, I don't like this current me. Knowing that in like a year, I was still gonna be like, Oh, I want that old me that used to be my current me. Now I don't like my current, current me. Like it's just horrible cycle. And the only way to end up breaking it is to just appreciate yourself for what you are now, which is so cheesy, but like, it's really the only way that you're going to truly find satisfaction with yourself or else you're going to be always reaching for this goal and reaching for this goal. And it's just going to keep stepping higher and higher away from you. And you're never going to end up grabbing it.
1: And I know that's so much easier said than done. And that's still something that I struggle with. So some things that I try to do is if I'm working out, I try to focus not on how my body looks while I'm working out, but focus more on any physical success I have, such as, oh, I couldn't do a push up before. Now I can do a push up. Physical progress that doesn't rely on how you look, any aesthetics or the size of anything. And I think that focusing on that helps me realize I'm really thankful for my body for being able to grow in that way and for helping me to achieve this new goal but going back to the topic progress is definitely not linear so do not kick yourself if you end up tripping in your process of trying to find that lifestyle that's for you that's still something that i'm trying to find today and that's something that i'm actively working on now i've tried to shift my mentality to more of food as fuel so you eat what nourishes your body or what nourishes your soul. And if you can view food as that rather than something that will cause you to either lose or gain weight, I think that's a much better mindset to have. And once you can see fitness and exercise as more of a lifestyle choice rather than a way to lose weight, that's also when your mentality towards your body and accepting yourself really begins to shift as well. Because body image and self-acceptance is something that you actively have to work on and try to accept no matter what size you are. I hope that you've been able to gather from what Cindy and I have talked about that healthy looks different on everyone. I'm really happy to be seeing models and influencers of all different shapes, sizes, color, and orientation. And I would just encourage you to try to find that community of people that you can follow on social media that better reflects what body acceptance looks like and what body positivity looks like. And to end off this episode... I'm going to shout out a couple of platforms for you to follow that I think promote body acceptance and self-love.
0: Full disclosure, like this isn't some kind of promotion or anything. This is just genuinely like resources that we think could be helpful. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there just in case people are like, ah, sellouts like nah.
1: So the first account I want to shout out is to the point nutrition on Instagram. I believe she also has a TikTok. She provides a lot of tips in helping to adjust your mindset and your view towards food. Some fitness influencers that I've really appreciated are Kelsey Wells, who I mentioned earlier in this episode. You can find her on Instagram. Blogilates on all media platforms, I believe. And she also has a YouTube channel that provides free home workouts. Don't be too hard on yourself and don't go too crazy with those, but I believe that she is a really positive influence. My last social media account is Stephanie Buttermore. She went on a whole journey to fix her extreme hunger. She is one of the most body positive, self-accepting fitness influencers that I've ever seen. And I think that she is a great person for anybody to follow. So if any of those accounts interest you, I would love it if you could follow them. I believe that they all helped me in some way, and I hope that they help you on your journey.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rate and review. You can also find us at with the grain of Salt podcast on Instagram for more updates and go to with a grain of salt for show notes.
1: If you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about or you just want to say hi, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram or email us at contact at com. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. We're always down to have a conversation to help make our podcast better for you. But before you go, we wanna remind you to take everything we say with a grain of salt because no one knows you better than you do. Stay awesome and we'll see you next time.